0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Commonweal Theatre Podcast. My name is Josiah Laubenstein, and today we're talking with Matt Vitchlock. He's the sound designer for our show, Come Back, which plays through November 14th. We have a great conversation. It's sort of a pulling back the curtain on his process when he designs a show. We also talk about some of his favorite moments from Come Back and how he got started in this whole industry. He also shares at the end a few music recommendations which I have enjoyed very much this past week, so you don't want to miss out on that. It's a great episode. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Commonwealth Theater Podcast. My name is Josiah Laubenstein, and I'm here with Matt Witchlock, who is the sound designer for Comeback. We're very glad to have him here. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. So, we've been getting a lot of really positive feedback from the Comeback sound design, and so we're really excited to kind of have you in to, just to talk about it a little bit because. Uh, sound design is something that maybe you don't notice a ton when you go to the theater yep. but mm-hmm. uh, when you when it syncs up it really makes a huge huge difference mm-hmm. so it,
1: it uh, definitely has like I've I've worked on shows where people are like, oh I very much it feels like sometimes their sound is like kind of the like orphan child in the design process where it's like, Oh yeah. And then we'll get someone to do sound. It'll be great. And it's sometimes it's an afterthought, but it's one of those things that it can radically change how a show is seen. And there's just so much that you can do with it that I don't think people are fully aware of all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. So let's, well, let's just dive right in and ask a couple of questions about come back. Like, how is it that you kind of found your way to the Common Wheel? I know you worked with us a little bit before, is that right?
1: Yep. Um let's see here. My first show with Common Wheel was um, uh it was oh man, I'm trying to think. The last Ibsen show that they did, which would have been, I'm trying to remember, The your Master Bio- Builder. Yeah. Yep. That was the one. Ha, finally got there. Uh and I got Connected um, to Commonweal through uh, Bailey Otto, who was the production stage manager at the time, and also Thomas White, who was the technical director. Um, so I did sound for that show, and then I did When We Dead Awaken, um, Outside Mullingar, um, and let's see here, Silent Sky. I've done. I did sound for that oh, yeah. one as well, and Pride's Crossing. I believe those are all the shows I did at Commonweal.
0: Yeah. Uh, So when you start, like, since it is kind of this magical experience, when you start, how how do you start? Like, what's the concrete way for you to kind of dive into something like this that sort of feels ephemeral to those of us paying attention?
1: Right. Um, Like, in my design process, the first thing I do is I read the script because it's... It, the answers are there. You, if you, if you look, the answers are there, and you know you read the script, and then it's like, cool, I got the content. Now let me do a deeper dive into it and read it again, and just start making notes on it and going, okay, this is the emotion I'm feeling based on what I'm reading right now. And um, for me, there's a lot of how to describe this. Music can evoke so much in terms of mood and emotions. So that is, like, part of what I gravitate towards is, like, I know, like, okay, I, I know this moment is calling for, like, it feels like it's calling for something that, like, is happy or sad or whatever. And, like, again, I have a deep and complete love for music. I have been, like, my, my Spotify literally cannot <laughs> pit, pen me down in any way, shape, or form. It, it's so like whenever it's like, oh, here's your weekly tracks, I'm like, cool, I like three of them. You did your job. Uh, <laughs> like, so even Spotify can't even like peg my music taste quite accurately. So it, for me, it's I like go, okay, I know that I've got it like a mind palace of some music up here where I'm like, cool, I know that I can pull this folder and I got it and I know what I need to do.
0: That's cool. Yeah, so you kind of have like a little Rolodex library back here that you're just kind of going through all the time as you're reading a show. Mm-hmm. You kind of maybe start with the soundtrack. Is that kind of what I'm getting? Yeah. Like-
1: yeah, most yeah, most of the time I when I'm looking at a sound design, I look at it in terms of what can I do that is different and unique and not necessarily expected to. Hmm. So for this one, it we could have very easily for I mean for the for a uh, comeback, we could have very easily went into just doing like road trip music and there ha- there was some yeah. that we that we used, but it just felt like it was the easy answer, not the right answer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So and again i always love a little bit of a challenge so i was like i'm not going to like look at exclusively road trip music i'm going to just see what i can pull and like even in like pre-show and intermission like there's a lot of like very modern music in that and it was that was one of the things i was just like well let's see if this works let's try it And like, I think it actually worked quite well.
0: Yeah. Like I said, we had a lot of people come up to us after and ask uh, for the soundtrack of the show. (laughs) (laughs) So I think a lot of people are paying attention to it.
1: I had that happen for Pride's Crossing, too, because I remember I had to create a document for that one as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you know when you know the people are paying attention is when they're like, I need that list. Yep. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Let's me know I did my job. I'm like,
0: yes. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I like that you kind of, your first impulse maybe, or the a person's first impulse in reading this play by Neil Haven, maybe would have been a road trip playlist. And then mm-hmm. you definitely started there, but then you kind of pursued uh, a couple of different avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a, like a moment or two that you can think of where you like, it wasn't quite right the first time and you kept trying something new, kept trying something new, and then it kind of like synced in?
1: I think there was there was a moment where it was very early, and it was right, I think, before rehearsal started, that we were like, okay, we're looking at the ending of the show. How do we achieve this look and feeling that we want? And at one point, I believe that we were going to have um, some of the cast... Like, as, you know, the lights were starting to go down, I believe we were going to have them sing uh, Keep Me In Your Heart for a While, Warren Zevon. are falling and I'm running out of breath.
0: Keep me in your heart for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: Because it, that song is very much what Aaron would be feeling, you know? Just, like, it's such a, like, and that song, in general, is just—it is heartbreakingly beautiful because it—it's descri- literally he wrote it because and it's the I think it was the last song on his last album, and because and he yeah. knew he was going, he knew he was dying, so like that was just like his own kind of like farewell. Yeah. Um, and we were thinking about doing that for a while, but then we were we were sitting with it and adrian came to me and she's like i don't think that works anymore because that's mm-hmm. not what that's not what like the spirit of the show is telling us sure. right now so then i started looking around more and i was thinking and i was like okay what what could be used here and i pulled a couple different ones but the 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 song that comes in um, as the lights are starting to go down, that was a version of another song that we used to get into intermission, which was okay. Good Grief and by Bastille. She, she specifically wanted something that kind of like, as we went into intermission, kind of like just hit hard and just got us like... Cause it's right before the almost car crash.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So she's like, I want something that has energy that moves forward and we just kind of hit it. And then lights come up, you know what happened? Come back, come back in 10, 15 minutes. So during that little bit, I like, I, we pulled that song and then I was like, you know, Adrian was super attracted to the lyrics And the lyrics actually speak very strongly to the show itself, because it's you know, it's the concept of having good grief. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, I you know, I'm feeling a lot of emotions about what's happening right now, and it's just like that spoke to her and like the more i started playing with it i was like yeah i'm I'm digging this for this and then i was like i know there's another version of the song that they recorded and yeah. then i i played that and i played that for adrian and then she was like yep that's it so that's how <laughs> that's how we ended up with that song being our curtain call every
0: minute every hour i miss you i miss you i miss you. Every stumble and each I miss you, I miss Pretty cool, and that's kind of a, a, a good, I think, uh, way for those people listening to kind of think a little bit about the journey. It's never quite just one step away. It kind of all these little things sort of come into mm-hmm. it and come into it and come into it and influence and influence and influence. Exactly. Yeah, which is really it's really cool. So you. This is something that always fascinates me about about tech, and especially sound, I think, being away, uh, being out of town, and you kind of work a lot remotely and then kind of come in for Mm -hmm. the the actual, like, two weeks right before the show opens. But, like, what's the difference between you going away and working on your own for a while on this sort of stuff? And then how are you affected by the other designers and and the actors kind of when you come into the room? Like, usually do you have stuff set in place or when you get into the room do you find like oh i gotta change a lot of stuff or i gotta change a lot of
1: i think you know i think to what you're saying you know the the best laid plans of mice and men (laughs) i you know like i definitely we we come in with like i will give the stage manager like a cue sheet of what everything i think it is and the director will look through it and be like, okay, we do the paper tech, we talk through some sequences and be like, this is what lights are doing. This is what sounds doing. And then we go, Oh, that's not what I thought happened. And then we find out that we were all wrong. And then we get it right on paper before we get into the tech room and go, Hold like so like I So again, I always come in with like all 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 intent of not having to change a thing that never, ever happens ever, ever, ever. (laughs) And if it did, I would be completely scared. Um, So it's one of those things you come in with everything. And then like, as you're watching things, you kind of see that, like uh, one of the biggest things for me that like really helps me kind of ground myself in the design process as well is watching a full run through of a show because then you're you're seeing the whole show and what they're doing with it and you go that moment played differently in my head i can't do what i thought i was going to do but now i have an infinitely way better idea so like that influences it and then like i said we go into the tech process and like during those two weeks it's it's the idea of like, so I, I am the technical director for Brave New Workshop, which mm-hmm. is the oldest satirical comedy theater in the country. And like, it's the concept of yes and in comedy where it, or in improv where you're like, okay, that didn't work. You know what? Let's try this. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. You never mm-hmm. know. Let's try it.
0: Yeah. Just kind of staying flexible, staying open and mm-hmm. adaptable.
1: Exactly. Yep. Needing to
0: be adaptable, huh? Yeah, I like that. Are Are there any moments in Comeback when you saw someone else's design, like uh, I don't mm-hmm. know the lights or or the the costumes that kind of made you think about something in a different way? Um,
1: I, yeah. I I think you know. I think that specifically, like lighting, and because mm-hmm. those two are very like married together in in a weird way. So, like, seeing, like, oh, the lights are going down like this, or the lights are do- doing... they're telling the story this way. How mm-hmm. do we, like, support each other? Or, you know, like, how do we best communicate the story that needs to be told and make sure that what I'm doing is not, like, completely messing with what you're doing? Sure. And I think... A good example of that is um, always, like, the ending of the show. Like, we worked that sequence, I want to say, that first week right before we got into tech, like, uh, previews. We did, let's see, I think we ran that, like, seven or eight different times at least. And wow. the thing is, like, we were still even, like, during previews going, okay, we're going to look at the timing again, because that felt weird to me. And it's it's literally just, like, little bits of fine-tuning. And it was the same thing with intermission, because it was... For a, for a while, we couldn't get people to, like, applaud the, at the end of the act. So we're like, mm-hmm. how do we fix this? And eventually what we found out was we're like, oh, we can change the convention of the house lights slowly fading up and then instead now they just like pop and then everyone's just like oh okay (laughs) yep Oh, oh okay that's different that's new
0: yeah yeah oh that's cool but especially for a show like come back with with the uh it being basically one stage one set that becomes, mm-hmm. I don't know, 40 different places. You're really yep. leaning on lights and sound to do oh, so God. much of the work. And Absolutely. I mean, especially sound, like, you know, you hear a few glasses clinking and all of a sudden, you know, you're in a restaurant. You hear, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a hawk in the sky and you know you're outside. And, you know, and the, yep. so I just feel like come back, especially, particularly has like a real lean in to what, what it is you need to do and what mm-hmm. you're bringing
1: yeah and like during even during paper tech like those are the conversations that we are also having just in terms of like cool is this like each world that we're creating like for example when he steps out and basically addresses audience that is his own world do we interpret that with just lights do we do that with sound like Hmm. what is that moment what is that world how do we establish what is happening and like again i think it was I think it was done quite beautifully because we just did it with lights and it just felt so natural and the idea of the sound more contextualizing like the real world Uh and those locations, like I think that helped ground the entire through line of the show because then it was, oh, this is the natural world and then this is him addressing, you know, the crowd. So it, it helped make that so much clearer for the audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really did. Um, But with this kind of show, this sort of like you're bouncing all over the place, do you have a preference? Do you like these sort of magical kinds of shows where you're in a new place every five minutes? Or do you prefer one where it's like, I'm doing a little more realism?
1: Um, You know, it depends. I What I, shows that I typically end up gravitating towards a lot are ones that I, the the shows I gravitate towards are the ones where it's basically, oh, it's not just scene change music, intermission, curtain call. Because I've definitely worked those shows and especially like in college where it was like, there's more we could have done here. So like, it's like, for example, like I'm thinking back at some of my other designs at Common Wheel. And I look at a show like pride's crossing where I was like, what is like, cause I always try to look for a hook that will like kind of pull me into it. And like for that show, cause it was a, it's a memory play. It's a woman whose memory is slowly escaping her and we go back and forth through time. How do we do that? And we did that with a combination of, uh, music that felt kind of like time passing. And also, we took specific lines out of the show and recorded them and put weird reverb around it and made it kind of travel around the space. So as the shift was happening, you were hearing all of these voices from her past and her present just kind of colliding.
0: Cool, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so very kind of magical realism used to in sort of interpret... What's mm-hmm. really happening to someone?
1: Yeah. And like for, you know, and like another good example of like a thing that like got me hooked was like in Silent Sky, we, we did, we were looking around and we're like, okay, what, what kind of music do we want for this show? And then my first thought was, we have to have all female composers. Huh. And that's what we ended up doing for the entire show. And like, I pulled all this stuff and uh, Adrian also directed that show. And she was like, I'm genuinely surprised that there's that much. And it's just like, there, there is, it's just, you know, men. Gotta look for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's, 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 it's just, it's, you know, history is written by white men and it's, yeah, it's absolutely the case. So like, I completely understand where like, Oh, I didn't know there was that much. It's like, yeah. Cause no one, no, no, none of them wanted to talk about it.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. But that's uh, another sort of angle into a, uh, an interpretation into your, your show, like mm-hmm. to find it that way. Yeah. Uh, so if I was uh, like a high school kid who wanted to be a sound designer, what, how, what would you recommend? How, how, how do I get into it? How would I start? Uh how did you start? Like what was your how did what, how what did how, how did
1: I start? Uh a lot of <laughs> what I ended up doing was like self-taught things. Like I I straight up taught myself uh the program I use to edit stuff, which is um Adobe Audition. Um okay. I taught myself that. Like I honestly have taught myself the ad- whole Adobe Suite by now. But I've worked on stuff like that and I've, like, again, if you're, like, in, like, high school, like, just go to your local community theater. They won't turn you down. They'll be like, oh my god, you're here. You're here. Yeah, absolutely. Would you also like to do lighting? And, like, because when I first started out doing sound, it was, and that was the case, like, for me, it was, like, I came in to a I was part of a summer youth program called Sturges Youth Theater. And I was there as a, like an intern f- and I was like 14 and I was the ASM for the show. And then next year, uh, the director's like, hi, I want to hire you to be the production stage manager. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll you know, I'm, I'm 15 and I can definitely keep track of light sound props for 50 plus kids. That's, I got that under control. So <laughs> I, so like that happened. And then she's like, Oh, we don't have a sound designer. And I'm like, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm here. I got it. So, and and back in my day, we used CDs. <laughs> um, oh boy. Because th- they didn't have Key lab at the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we legit had like a CD hooked up to the sound system. It was, wild um (laughs) but like it's just one of those things that like i've been now doing sound design like professionally since essentially i was 15 and it's just it's one of those things that like if you're like oh i think i might be interested in the sound thing just just start like you're you will always like figure out whether or not it's for you or not and um talk to your local community theater um, talk to universities around you see like if they've got a program that can help for help you out with that kind of thing um, my university didn't have a s- strong um, sound program but it oddly worked in my advantage because I knew enough that I was I designed I want to say, Four or five shows there at least once a semester. Hmm. So, and it's one of those things that like I, I can't I, th- I can't remember who it is, but I think it's Malcolm Gladwell that's that said like in order to be like proficient at something, you have to do it for roughly t- like ten thousand hours or something yeah, roughly on that ten
0: thousand hour rule.
1: Yep. So it's one of those things that like if you think you want to do it do it just start committing your time to it and even if it's not that you're doing it for like a performance or anything just maybe even like to get your mind working just sit in and watch like a tv show or a movie and go okay i saw what they did there i also think this would be cool and they could have done this or that was really bad sound design that was horrifically canned you know like that kind of thing so like even just the act of like everyday situations going, I I'm seeing this it this does work or this doesn't work and why and starting to get that critical thinking yeah, down yeah. that is so important.
0: I love that. I love that training yourself to be a critical listener and just in the everyday, is, mm-hmm. is I'm sure is really important. Yep. Um, Matt, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and talking. Yeah, absolutely. I can't let you go, though, before you give me maybe like one or two uh, music recommendations. Oh, my you God. Just, you talked about your Spotify list. Oh. What are a couple of songs that you wish people listened to more? Well,
1: let's uh, let's pull up the good old Spotify, yeah? Let's see what it recommended for me this week. I am, I am pretty sure that it did not recommend... E- oh, yeah, it, it's all over the place. Wow. Good job, Spotify. <laughs> Again, Spotify is really good at not getting my music taste just right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, I can't remember how to say his name,
0: and it's, it's okay. Well, <laughs> we'll do. fix it in post. <laughs>
1: um, I love I love John Bellion. He okay. is of he's a very good artist. He wrote the chorus of. Um, the song Monster with Eminem and Rihanna, he wrote the chorus of that song. Okay. Um. He's got several albums out right now. My favorite is The Human Condition, I believe it is called. And okay. then um, also, if you're just looking for like peppy music to just get you going, like AJR is completely <laughs> solid for, on that front. And if you're looking for kind of like smooth, relaxing music, that's a little bit like uh, that can be kind of peppy. I would recommend um, Quinn XCII. He is, uh, he's from Michigan and he is just, he's delightful. I, I love his stuff.
0: Okay, great. That's great. All right, folks, you heard it here first. We had John Bellion, AJR, and Quinn XCII. Yep. Awesome. Look them up, listen to them, and remember Matt sent you. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Yep, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us for the Commonweal Theater Podcast. If you haven't had a chance, you're going to want to see Come Back, which plays now through November 14th. It's a delightful, offbeat comedy about love and loss that you do not want to miss. Also, for one more month, you have the chance to see the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged, revised, a hilarious comedy, a send-up, for those of you who love and hate William Shakespeare, and that closes on October 24th. Soon here we're going to be starting rehearsals for our Christmas show, A Christmas Carol, with our very own Adrian Sweeney as Scrooge, so start looking at your calendars for a time to come see that. I, for one, cannot wait. Thanks again for listening. You can find up-to-date information about all of our shows and buy tickets at commonwealtheater.org. Once again, that's commonwealtheater.org. Or you can give our box office a call at 800-657-7025. Once again, that's 800-657-7025. I'm Josiah Laubenstein. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. And we hope to see you real soon at the Commonweal.